Hey, hey, everyone. This is the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. I'm back doing another episode of Where Are They Now? And for those of you who have not heard these episodes yet, I will recap. As you know, I coach a lot of people. And of course, you've heard me coaching people live on this podcast with the Coaching with Kimmy episodes. And of course, I have a ton of clients who I send off into the world after coaching them. And it's so amazing to me and rewarding when I hear countless success stories and read thousands of emails of previous clients updating me on how their life has improved and often how they find love. So I do these Where Are They Now episodes to inspire and motivate you by hearing what happens to people after I work with them. So whether that is on a podcast or working with them over time as clients, I hope you listen to these and get inspired by people's successes and know that the success can happen to you, whatever that is for you, even during quarantine. And it all starts with a call. So today I am bringing on a very special woman whose journey started with hopping on a call with me around, gosh, three months ago. And I can't believe it. it, In some ways it has felt so fast yet seeing her grow so much in the short amount of time. It's just been awesome to see. And she was listening to my podcast for a while. And then up until the time she picked up the phone, she had tried to implement a lot of things she heard me talk about on this podcast, but she was ready to take action and get direct help to really kick things into gear. And she had hit a plateau. I mean, she could only do so much on her own. And at some point, I think she felt like she was throwing darts in the dark (laughs) um, and knew she couldn't get further without intervention. So she decided to invest in coaching with me because she kept finding herself in unbalanced relationships and couldn't figure out how to step away from them or find a guy who could give her what she wanted. And she had a long pattern of lopsided relationships where she would put way more into them than she was getting back. She knew she was guarded with her emotions and she was finding herself very picky and riddled with anxiety about wanting a relationship so badly. And especially she's at the age where a lot of her friends were getting married and they're coupled off. But As soon as we started coaching together, we started kind of cracking the code for her. And in just three months after working together, I'm happy to say she has, she's shifted dramatically and I'll have her tell most of it, but success is different for everyone, right? And she's gained so much success in a short amount of time because she did the work. Not only did she attract a great guy in her life and a situation that is perfect for her, but she has hit every goal we set for her personally. And we had our last call and she was like, oh my God, I've made so much movement and I'm, I'm going to have her talk about that. So I want you to all welcome Kayla. Kayla, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hello. It's so great to be on. Hi. I know. It's it's fun, right? Like after listening to the podcast for so long and here you are, like you're one of the stars. Yeah, it feels great. I'm super <laughs> excited to be here. I'm so happy. To, and I, I can't believe, because I really, I was reflecting back 
and I was looking at our first call and it was back in August. I'm like, I cannot believe this girl has moved so much in a short amount of time. And what I think will be interesting to talk about too, you know, people ask me all the time, they said, Kim, you know, what's your success rate? You know? And I say, look, success is different for everybody. And it depends really where you're at. And I think that was really evident as we were going through your goals that it it's not just about getting the man or getting the woman. It's about you and how you've improved in so many areas. It really had made a difference in your life. So I'd love for you to just kind of share a little more about you and what your life looked like before you picked up that phone and we had that call. Yeah. So I, like you said, I was just finding myself in these unbalanced relationships. Um, I had a really hard breakup after college and that really caused me to struggle with my worth. And I even kind of hung on to that for a while. And I'd say I even went kind of through this period of depression and really having to like find myself. And so I got out of that. And then I kept, you know, kept dating and I kept finding myself in these unbalanced relationships. And it was just frustrating because, you know, in my mind, I knew it, it wasn't right. It didn't feel right, but it was still hard to kind of like walk away because that self-worth component wasn't necessarily there fully. And so, yeah, finally I kind of got in one last relationship like that. And I was like, I know I've been working hard on myself. I've really come a long way since three years ago. And, um, I decided I wanted to change. I, I wanted to stop feeling anxiety all the time when I was talking to someone or I wanted to be able to stick with that feeling in my gut. Like, Hey, I deserve more. And I should walk away from this, even though there's other things that are good. I should, I should walk away because I deserve better. Uh, yeah, I I love that you mentioned that too because you know if I remember right, and as you know we were first talking, I mean you're I mean you're young. How old are you again? I am 25, 25. And (laughs) you, you know, you're a professional and Mm -hmm. you had a set of friends and you're very, I mean, you're social, like seemingly on the outside, everything looked hunky dory, (laughs) you know? And so I I would love for you to kind of talk more about what was preventing you from kind of getting past all that anxiety because your life seemed to go along, you know, like on paper, right? Like if most people were to look at you and be like, she's fine. Like what's wrong? Yeah. Um, I just think it just kind of needed to be a process. Like mm-hmm. I was kind of just at this plateau. Um, I, I'm trying to think. It's hard to think I, back I think, then, right? Cause now right, you're so it, different. It <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I was just, I think it was just really, it was a combination of me being afraid of opening up or, or me being really picky. And honestly, in my mind, I kind of just thought like, oh, well, I'm really picky and it's very rare for me to find somebody that I actually like. And so then I'd meet these men that I would actually like and I'd want to hold on to it. 
even though, like I said, I wasn't getting the whole cake or everything like that. I was getting crumbed. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, like I said, I, I just didn't realize how great I, I was and what oh. I had to offer. So I didn't want to walk away. I was like, okay, this is it. This is like the best I can get. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think, you know, there was stuff from my past relationship and maybe a little bit from my childhood that played into it too, but it was just kind of like having that fear of thinking like, I can't, I can't necessarily do better than this, or I'm not going to find anything better than this. Yeah. That's really important. Cause you know, no matter how well, like somebody seems, you know, in their career, their friendships on the outside kind of thing, there's, there's that self-worth piece that's really important because until you really see how great you are to your point, nothing else really matters because that's where all that self-sabotaging was happening and the people pleasing and right, yeah, all of that. And I, I was wondering too, like, how is that affecting your dating like overall like who were you attracting what was happening on dates I mean so dates were always you know dates were always good like mm-hmm. first dates and stuff like that were always good but it it was like I would find these men like I would finally find a guy that I liked and it was just very unbalanced and I'd want to go crazy and want to talk to him all the time <laughs> and mm-hmm. and you know I was, I was excited And, but it was like, it wasn't on the same level for him. So like, in a way I would feel emotionally starved. I remember there was one guy I dated and I, you know, I almost, I I waited around a long time for this guy because I was like, oh, he'll figure it out that, uh, you know, like he'll figure it out (laughs) that I'm great or, you know, um, so yeah. And it was just like, I wasn't getting the same thing in return and I wasn't, letting them work for me, you know, it was just like, we would go on a few dates and be really excited and be like, Oh, here's all this great stuff I can do. Like, let me come up, like come over and I'll cook for you. Or even, you know, um, um, becoming like intimate very early in the relationship and everything like that. And, and yeah, it was like, I was putting in all the work and they were just kind of there to enjoy it. So Yeah. And you know, the things that you're talking about, I know you and I did a lot of work on this and this is so important to you listening as well, is that you were placing your value on what you could do for men and what you could do for people rather than just who you are. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like being that you were enough, like, I think you had to be the dancing monkey and perform and do the the sexual stuff and do things for him, for, for him to like you. Cause I think you wanted it so desperately, but you hadn't done that work. And with all the negative messaging, you know, you've had, you, you didn't realize how that was preventing you from really connecting with that kind of um, partnership, you know, where it was really reciprocal, where you were getting back with what you were giving out and demanding that for yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, there was another thing that came to mind while you were talking about that. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, it was demanding stuff for myself. And I can't think of it right now. It slipped in my mind. Um, It'll come back. It'll I know. Back. I'm like, ah, I can't. You had it, it and then right no, now. it'll come back. And you, oh. yeah, you got it. 
No, actually, it, I thought <laughs> it did. <laughs> Wait, there's more. No, I'll leave it I like a little cliffhanger. I like that. Yeah. You have to keep tuning in to listen to that. A very important golden nugget that you have, and I know you'll get to it. No, but you know what's also funny that you said? In oh, wait. Oh, you I, got it? Wait for I it? I did. I did, yes. No, and this is so, so important in something that yes. I just... You know, I do struggle with, with like things outside and it's, how do I feel about that? And that's, yeah. I remember those conversations too. You're like, oh, I guess I don't know how I feel, (laughs) you know, and, and even just like being more aware of how you felt on dates rather than how you could perform and, have the date go well. Like, I think you were just so focused on that, having it go okay and getting the boyfriend and accepting the crumbs that you were losing yourself and how you felt. And, you know, you just, and actually it was the same kind of, um, brainwave that I was thinking of as you shared that is where you started out saying, oh, well, he'll figure it out. And I think in the end, it's about you figuring it out for yourself. It's not about changing somebody, right? And so that they like you or, you know, fit into the mold, but it's about, hey, this is who I am. I'm going to figure out me. If you're going to be along for the ride, then that's cool. If not, bye. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's how I am now. I'm like, okay, you're, you like me and I like the way you treat me or, you know, it, it just doesn't align and we go on with our lives, but I'm going to choose now what feels good for me and what aligns with my goals and my life. Yes. It was the boundary setting. So let's talk about that a little bit. Like what (laughs) do you feel, I mean, around like, I don't know, sharing your feelings and the boundary setting and all that, like what were some skills you gained, you know, to the point where it started working for you? Like, do you remember the turning point and some of the things that, you know, you were doing where it started clicking? Yeah. So I have a wonderful roommate and she is very, she's bluntly honest. So mm-hmm you know, with working with you and then having her like, is that safe ground to kind of sit there and practice and also practicing Mm -hmm. with you and not getting that rejection from her, you know, when I was honest with her about something she did that I didn't like, or, you know, or when I was really excited about something, um, that really just helped like reinforce things. And then I tried it with some people I was dating, and, you know, they stuck around and it was like, oh, okay. Like I, <laughs> I can state how I feel and people aren't going to run away or, you know, or treat me like I'm crazy or anything like that. So that's what I was going to ask yeah. you to talk more about, because like, what was stopping you up into that point? Like, what were those fears that you had? Oh my gosh. Yeah. And that, yeah, that kind of reminded me going back into that. So, mm-hmm. you know, going back to my bad relationship in college, um, you know, it started out good and we communicated well, and then it just got into this really toxic environment. And I would, I would bring up how I felt and I would just be told that I was crazy mm-hmm. and, and my, you know, I was struggling with my self-worth back then. And when that, you know, I thought he was my person and, 
And so I really valued his opinion. And so when somebody tells you that, that just kind of like brings you down. And that really just stopped me from trusting myself and kind of, it did make me feel crazy and anxious. Mm. And then I believed that I were, I was those things. And so that just really made me nervous to share things with people in the future. Cause I'm like, they're going to react negatively and they're not going to respect how I feel. Mm-hmm. So it's so true. I like, don't want that to happen. Yeah. yeah. No, there's almost this generalized response that you get when you've gone through a relationship that dims your light and shuts your voice down. You, you start to think that, everyone's that way or that's mm-hmm. how it is or that's what you deserve and you you, won't, you forget right especially when it goes on for a long time or it simulates things that you are familiar with from your family patterns too I mean you and I yes. have talked about that too do you want to touch on that um yes I I think I will talk about the right stuff so yeah um just my parents were just off and on growing up and they weren't really good with sharing their feelings. And I think mm-hmm. one of them would share their feelings and, and then the other one would get mad or, you know, my, my mom did struggle with some emotional things and just the way my dad had talked about her kind of in my head too was like, oh, well, we don't, we don't talk about that because then people are going to say these bad things. Uh, yeah. You see how that's connected now, right? Oh yes, for sure. Well, and then having that relationship where it kind of like reinforced that thinking. Yep. Just really, yeah. It just made me think, okay, well, if I really share how I'm feeling, it's going to rock the boat and that's not good. Conflict is bad. Mm. And and I'm going to get shut out of somebody's life if, if I do that. Yeah. And, you know, and this is just as human beings, I talk about this all the time is we always are attracted to the things that just feel familiar to us, even though I don't think you went into that relationship with that guy saying, oh, this is just like my parents. I think I'll do this. You know, like it's just, there's something familiar about that dynamic and you know, Mm -hmm. when you fell into it, I, right. It's that generalized response. It's like, well, this is just how it is. And expressing feelings and setting boundaries is a bad thing. It's scary. It causes, you know, like criticism, it causes conflict, you know, whatever that did for you. So that's really important. Do you remember the turning point, like how you got over some of those, you know, generalized fears? Um, it it was kind of a slow process and actually Mm -hmm. I think it was kind of through dating and really kind of through this last time and really working with you and just being able to share, share how I felt and having people like actually stick around. But also I think it like a key component, like I talked about in the beginning was like my self-worth and being like, well, you know what? I value myself. I value how I feel. So I'm going to bring this up and whether or not they stick Mm. with me, I'm going to be okay. Uh. And, and like I said, that, I think that also just came from time and just kind of recovering from my breakup and realizing like, Hey, I'm still here, even though that really hurt. And that was not a fun period of time in my life. I am still here. I am still like achieving my goals in life. Like I'm going to be okay. 
Oh my God. You had what we call in the uh, psychobabble world, a corrective experience <laughs> around all of that, you know? And, and this is the thing that's so crucial is that, and I even did a whole podcast on this. I don't know if you heard the one where I say, you know, working on yourself is working on your dating life. And I think people mm-hmm. compartmentalize that. And you just gave a perfect example of what I'm talking about here is that you needed to get back out and date, but date in a mm-hmm. different way and get evidence of something different. There is no way that you could just sit there and ruminate in a therapy office and just talk about this till the cows come home. You know, like at some point you had to put yourself into action, but you needed those tools in order to like get past some of that old stuff that was, you know, you were just so used to doing. And I'm just, that's why I'm so proud of you. Like that, that's a great example of how you, you grew so much. And cause I know it wasn't easy in the beginning and it probably felt really foreign. It, yeah, it did. It felt so uncomfortable. <laughs> it was just like, you know, there's a huge part of me that likes to be a perfectionist as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to let go of that, but it was like, am I doing this right? Like uh-huh. this feels weird. Yeah. It's an, it's, it really is like speaking a new language. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, am I saying this right? Well, and I'm glad you touched upon the perfectionism. Cause I think that was another thing that showed up. Like how, how was that also affecting like your anxiety and your dating life and how did you get over that oh my goodness so like uh, I just felt like I had to be perfect and Mm -hmm. let them know like hey I'm good at this and I'm great at school and um you know I'm pretty and I put myself together and I don't have any bad emotions you know Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I'm perfect Terrible, yeah. terrible, terrible. And it's not, that's not how you get to know someone. So I think just, you know, breaking down and being honest with people and having honest conversations. And again, realizing that I'm not going to get thrown to the wolves for it. Bingo. Um, kinda, yeah. Just has kind of helped me be a little bit more comfortable with myself. And I think it's helped me form like more, um, I guess you could say intimate relationships, just those deeper relationships, friendships and, and in dating. Yeah. Mm, I'm, I'm so glad to hear that too. Like how it impacted beyond just the dating, like, you know, like you're noticing a difference with just the people you already know in your life and your friendships and, and whatnot, you know, what I was going to say is the opposite of perfection is actually vulnerability. You know, that just came Mm -hmm. to me as you were talking because I think so many times people, right, they strive to be that little Miss Perfect or Mr. Perfect and I feel nothing, I'm okay, Miss Independent or whatever it is. And really that's that's not what connects us. What connects us is being real, authentically like ourselves. And with that comes the vulnerability. And I know that was hard for you in the beginning. You're like that. It felt exposing, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it did feel exposing. And I was just like, oh, what what is her reaction going to be to this? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I just, in a way, I didn't want to be judged or anything like that. But it's just you know, being able to let go of that and have the mentality of like, I'm learning and I'm growing, that really has helped me be able to move forward too. 
Mm. Well, let's talk about you moving forward because there's lots of like exciting things. What is your life like now? What are some areas that have improved? Tell us about this new guy and your dating life and all the things that have been just like really amazing for you. Okay. So one thing that I've really improved with is expressing my thoughts and feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I really struggled with that and just kind of like, just one of those things like, nope, I'll be fine. Like, I'll just deal with it myself. But being able to speak out and say, hey, this was really great. Or, you know, I'm actually have always been really good at being like, oh, this is awesome. You know, positive emotions, right? But being able to come to the people in my life and be like, hey, actually, I want to do this, even though I don't feel like everybody else does. Or like, hey, this is something actually that is bothering me. Can we talk about it? Um, And it's bothering me because of X, Y, and Z. And it makes me feel frustrated or upset Mm. or angry. Um, And just being able to use those words Kayla, that's really huge. Yeah, it is huge. It's huge for me. It is. And even just like you saying it right now out loud, I have this big old smile on my face. I'm like, I'm so proud of her. Yeah. I mean, that that was so hard for you before. And then I'm sure just that impact that it's had on other people with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. and it's been great. And like I said, I feel like it really has helped my relationships, my, you know, my friendships, um, my dating relationship right now. So it, it's been great. And it, like I said, it feels good to be able to express those things and have people accept me for it. Mm. More Mm -hmm. importantly, I feel like you've accepted yourself. I think so too. And that was just something I just struggled so much with. And, you know, I feel like I'm coming out of my cocoon right now, but I just, you know, for the longest time, I just felt like, you know, I was just in the corner just like, you know, scrunched up, just kind of afraid to put myself out there with, with people in general. Yeah. And now that you put yourself out there, what has happened? I, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel in a way, actually, I feel a lot more social. And mm-hmm. I just, like I said, like before, I just feel like I've be, been able to bond with people mm-hmm. better. And it just, it's just been a great experience. And your dating life, of course. Oh, oh yes. Okay. And my dating life. Yes. <laughs> Inquiring so, my, like everyone's <laughs> waiting for it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I got to keep people on the edge of their seats. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> right. So, um, my dating life is really good there for a while. I was talking to a lot of people and, mm-hmm. and that was a little overwhelming just cause I had a school and it just started my clinical rotations and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. That was a lot to juggle, but then like it kind of like trickled down and then it's like down to uh, two right now, actually. So, but it was nice and a little bit foreign at the beginning because I kind of have sat back and let the men earn me. Of course, I'm still putting effort in, but not like the full blown force of here, let me do this, this, and this for you. Mm-hmm. And it's been so nice. There's one guy in particular 
and he has just, you know, really, he's a giver himself. So it's just been so nice to receive that, you know, he cooks for me. If we go and do things, um, I'll go, he lives out of town. So I'll go see him and he will, um, like get things ready for adventures we go on. And it, you know, it's just kind of nice to have that for once. I feel like I've never had that before. Oh my God. You're totally like receiving queen right now. And this is exactly, you know, like you're dating like a queen and, and you're okay with it. I mean, that's what I think is the biggest success for you in this story. I mean, obviously you captured a great guy and we'll see where it goes. Mm -hmm. I know it's young and more importantly, you, I think, recognize that you have you, like you're not like locking him down and desperate for the boyfriend. Like you're taking your time. You're still dating other people. That's huge for you. Yeah. And I I think that's what is huge is that I'm checking in with myself and I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. what do I like about this? What do I not like about this? Is this something I want to continue? And that has been foreign for me. And then receiving has been foreign for me. I'm still kind of working on that a little bit just because mm. I'm always like, oh, can I help you? <laughs> like, uh, no, just, ch- just chill out. And I'm like, okay, okay, I'll chill out. But like I said, it's still nice to receive that. And just, you know, it, it feels like I have somebody that I can grow with and put in effort and then they'll do the same as well. And that that's really a huge relief. It's really, really huge. And, you know, and it's realistic to say, and I'm glad you mentioned it, that, you know, nothing just goes away either. Like, it's always going to be something that you're working on, struggling with. I mean, whether, and everyone's unique, but that anxiety, like, because it's a default button. And anytime, you know, your gremlins (laughs) kind of creep up or you're stressed out and you start like overthinking things, yeah, it's going to happen you know, like that, that you will start having those doubts or the anxiety. But I think the tools that you have now will allow you to work through that. And that's, that's the biggest thing. It's like, it's managing the anxiety. It's, it's double checking yourself. It's reaching out to people who are in your circle, who you now have like expressed things with to be like your safety net so that when it does happen, you don't have to deal with it all yourself. Like that was the thing, like you, Kayla was dealing with everything yourself. Like you were pushing everything down and now you've allowed people into your life and you're communicating more and, and you're reaping the benefits from it. Yeah. And that feels great. That feels great to know I have people I can reach out to and who won't be like, oh, you're crazy for feeling this way or you're going overboard or whatever. No, it's so nice to have people for me to be like, hey, I like I am anxious right now. Like this is just something in my life that it's a thing and that's okay. but I need some help. Can you help me? And so, you know, people are so gracious and nice and they're like, yeah, let's talk. And now anytime shut anyone, anyone who shuts down your voice or dims your light, I feel like you would walk away from that now. Like that, and to me, that also is that self-worth thing. You're like, you know what? I don't need that anymore. Yes. Yeah. You know, thinking back to three years ago, that Kayla and how she didn't walk away from that. And thinking about the Kayla today, like, oh, 110%. I'd be like, okay, you know what? Thanks, but no thanks. I, I choose myself today. Oof. 
Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. <laughs> that was, that was, I couldn't have said it better myself, girl. So here's the thing. I'd love for you to talk to just like, if any, like last words of wisdom or, you know, things that maybe people are listening to this and are like, oh my God, that she's just like me. And they're kind of wavering and they don't know whether or not to pick up the phone and have that like first conversation. Like, what would you say to them? How can you help them like get over maybe some of their fears they're having? Um, I would encourage them to, you know, kind of keep questioning what's going on and keep, keep pushing themselves to grow. Mm -hmm. And if they know that what they're going through is not what they want, but, and they feel like they're at a plateau to just go ahead and call because that that's kind of one of the best decisions I've done for myself all year is to kind of just get out of the rut. Cause I had, I had done a lot of growing, but it was just like, I don't know how to get out of where I, where I am. And I still need some tools. And, and I think yeah. that's one of the greatest things I did for myself is that I was like, all right, I'm going to commit to this. I'm going to, I'm going to do this and I'm going to figure out how I can live my life better and kind of get to my goals. So, and, and boy, did you, well, you were yes. like an amazing student to yourself. And yeah. like you said, you invested in yourself. It was really that commitment. It's, it's not to me mm-hmm. or anybody else. It was for you. And when you start seeing your own value around that, I, I think that's where the coaching even started. Like the, when you made that commitment, you were like, okay, like I see myself as a priority right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and a lot of working through this kind of, you know, with me having like the people pleasing component, it's Mm. it's like this really gave me permission to kind of be myself and, um, just demand things, demand, demand better. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, Kayla, I always tell people it's never goodbye. Like it's keep in touch. And it was really amazing having you on here, especially since you've been a podcast listener and it's like full circle, right? And you'll have now this episode to always reflect on and, and keep growing with. So thank you. Yes. Thank you. I just really appreciate everything you've done. And it is kind of like full circle. It's so cool being on here. So I'm, I'm very excited. And I hope that whoever is listening to this, there's something from this that can help them. And, and you're well, to somebody's listening right now. And, you know, if there's just one uh, gold nugget, even if it was the long pause before that you were hanging on to, to hear her gold nuggets <laughs> that, you know, just that one thing could really change the course of, of your life or your perception of things. So Kayla, thanks again. And thanks for joining me today. This has been the Charisma Quotient. Of course, I'm your host, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And make sure you go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com. And if you keep asking yourself why you are still single and feeling powerless and negative about your love life, there are two things you can do right now to empower yourself. First, Join my free Facebook group. It's called the Love Makeover Insiders so that you can get motivated and inspired by other women working on your love life. I told you that positivity, that support, that that 
tribe that you need is right there for you. Second, and I'm so excited about this to announce that I have a couple slots left in my upcoming live virtual event. It's the first one I've ever done. It's Saturday, December 5th, and it's called the Flirt Immersion Experience. And this is a virtual event that is designed for women like you looking to find success in your dating world by learning how to flirt, hone in on some key dating skills that you may not have. And when you attend the event, you will experience a lot of hands-on stuff. Okay, we're going to do interactive games to help you come out of your shell. We're doing speed dating with men that I have hand-selected for you all, and we're going to have a man panel to talk about what they think before, during, and after a date. This event is going to be off the charts. I'm so excited about it, and completely different than you've ever experienced before. This is not just going to be a talking head. We are workshopping this, and for some breaking news about this event, drum roll please, I am slashing the price in half for Black Friday. I'm announcing this right now (laughs) and bonusing you with some extra goodies on top of it. I'm calling it my flirt bundle. Not only will you get this ticket that's worth, you know, it just in itself, You are also going to get a one-on-one 90-minute virtual dating makeover session with me, moi, personally. And you'll also get my audio course, Why You Suck at Dating. (laughs) And you, if you register for that, you're going to get half off. But here's the thing. Like, I only am taking a certain amount of people. I don't want this to get too big. So register now. These spots will go fast. Click on the link that you see in the show notes and grab the seat before it's taken. That's all for now. 